0: Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here, and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I wanna help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus, while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Have you ever wondered if your business is an idol? That was not the thing that crossed my mind nine years ago when I got into entrepreneurship. And it is the one thing that God has continued to reveal to me and continue to show me how easy it is for me to allow my business to take precedence over all the other things. With that being said, if you are like me, you're driven, you're you're entrepreneurial, you are ambitious, you're a high achieving go-getter, and that's a beautiful thing because you are listening to the call on your life for entrepreneurship. With that, it's really important not to let that take over all the other important things in your life. So if you're like me and you want more with your business, but you don't want to have more at the expense of either being outside of God's will, doing something that you shouldn't be doing, then this episode is for you. So hi, friends. If you don't know me, my name is Heather, and I have been an entrepreneur for nine years. If you're listening to the podcast and you're a regular listener, thank you for being here. If you're new, a little background about me. I got into the entrepreneur space nine years ago when I became a mom, almost 10 years ago. It is mind-blowing to me to think that I almost have a 10-year-old child. All that to say, when I first started my business, it was the means to get out of my corporate job. For me, it was the solution, and that's probably where my first heart-set posture, I talk a lot about mindset, and I talk a lot about heart-set, that's probably where I started to be set up for failure when it came to building a business. God was the answer to my pain and my problem. And I do believe he used entrepreneurship to get there. But when I first started, I didn't even think about God in business. I thought I was going to build a business to be able to quit my corporate job and be home with my son. Not once did I really think that God, not that I didn't think he didn't care, but I didn't think that he cared to the extent of what he does actually care. And so me going into the entrepreneur journey thinking that this is the solution to my problem was the very first place that that seed was planted of my business becoming an idol. Now, let's first talk about what is an idol. I don't know about you. I grew up in the church and I always thought that the idol meant this like little wooden statue or something that you put in your house or in a, a worship sh- a shrine or something. If you've seen movies or you've just heard that, you know, I always thought it, it was this symbol of something that you worship, something that you prayed to, something that you believed in. Until I really learned what an idol actually is. And so by definition, an idol is an image used as an object of worship. It is a false god or one that is adored often blindly or excessively. Now, when I think of a business, I don't think of a wooden statue. I don't think of a god. I don't think of an image that I'm worshiping. But what I do know happened for me was it was something, my business became something I adored, something that I thought of excessively, and something that I thought was the solution to my problem. Now, do I believe that God used it as a solution to my problem? A hundred percent, and I, I want to make sure that I approach this episode um. I guess cautiously, because there is no shame in being passionate about what you do. In fact, I would hope you are passionate about the assignment and the calling on your life. And if you're here, there's a good chance then you love business. You love helping people. You love using your gifts and serving others with your business. But I actually had this message in my inbox on Instagram uh, a little bit ago. And she just said, Hey, you know, I really want more with my business, but how do I make sure that my business is not? Becoming an idol, and I'm getting things twisted. And I said, I actually have notes for a podcast episode about this. I'm going to go ahead and record it. So I'm going to run through these 10 things. Can I just say this and preface this? This is not to shame you, this is not to catch you in your yuck. This is actually to allow the Holy Spirit to point out, perhaps. I always think of those pictures where it's like, which one does not belong? You being ambitious, you doing your business with excellence, you continuing to grow and achieve more and and just build your knowledge and skills, none of that is wrong. And so all those things are really good and actually they're really necessary in building a business, but there can just be a very slight 1% off that takes us in a direction that we were never meant to go. I think of an airplane flying and you see if, if they're one degree off, they'll end up in a completely different destination. I think it's like a different country. I've heard that, uh, that story shared before, but it's so true that when we can get just one degree off from God's plan, we can end up completely where we don't wanna be. And that was me. After building businesses between 2014 and 2018, I was doing a lot of amazing things and I thought God was at the center of it and I thought that he was blessing and I was glorifying him with my business. And in so many of those ways, I was. But until I lost it all, God actually, when he rebuilt me up in 2018 through till today, he was so kind to show me that, hey, there were some things that didn't belong. You had a lot of good and we did a lot of awesome things together, but there were a few things that don't belong. I actually believe that's the Holy Spirit's job. You may have been taught that the Holy Spirit is to convict you of your sins. I actually think a little bit differently. A mentor of mine said, you know, he believes that the Holy Spirit's job is to convict us of Our holiness and our righteousness and when we actually see ourselves as holy and righteous because that's how God sees us we start to realize that there are things in our life that doesn't belong the beauty of it is one focuses on the good of the new creation that we are in Christ the other one focuses on the yuck and we know that what you focus on is what you get and so I hope this podcast encourages you not to point out all the yuck in you but actually to say hey daughter, you are holy, you are righteous, you are chosen, you are loved, you are set apart, you are anointed for this. And there might be a thing or two, or in my case, there were about, you know, eight or nine of these things that don't belong. Yes, keep the business. Yes, keep keep doing the thing that I created you to do, but do it without the extra baggage of your business being an idol. Okay, now that we have that out of the way, What is an idol? Essentially, in this case, we're talking about your business becoming something that you really maybe unintentionally you're worshiping in a way and or you are excessively focused on it. So number one, here is one of the signs out of the 10 that I'm going to share with you today. And I am guilty of every single one of these, by the way. And the Lord has changed my heart. He's changed my mind. He has I have repented of these things, which means to turn away. And I'll talk to you at the end of, if any of these resonate with you, okay, what do you do from there? I'm going to give you the steps to do that. Number one, your business has become an idol if you believe that your business is the solution to your financial problems. Now, obviously, as a business person, you're going to make money building a business. And that's the that's beautiful. God gives us the ability to produce wealth. The Bible tells us that. And so there's nothing wrong with that. But when we start to think that our business is the solution to our financial problems, and I can honestly take it a step further, when you think your business is a solution to any of your problems, perhaps your business has become an idol. You know, for me that was money or a next promotion, the next thing that I needed to prove that would satisfy me or that would make me feel more important or that would make me feel safe because to me i learned money was safety me being so driven had a lot less to do with the fact that i was a hard worker and that i knew i was disciplined and all these things and yes all those things were true but really when i allowed the lord to show me my heart he really showed me that the reason why i was so ambitious and Why I was so driven was because I didn't trust him. And I trusted my own strength and my own ability and my business to be my provider, to be the answer to my problems, to be the healer of whatever it was. And on a conscious level, I was certainly not doing that. But on a subconscious level, my business became the solution to my problems, especially my financial problems. If that is you, there is hope. I want to encourage you today that God is your source. Everything and everyone else is a resource. Your business is simply a resource that God is using to be a way for you to produce wealth, make money, take care of your family, help other people. And so God is the source. Your business is simply a resource. If it has become the source, then there is uh, a, uh, there is there's hope for you today. There's freedom for you today. At the end of this, I actually talked to somebody else in my DMs, and she was catching up with me, and she said, "I know that money has become an idol." And she said, "I, I have so much anxiety and depression that is absolutely debilitating." And I said, "There's hope for you. Jesus wants to free you of that mindset, of that stronghold, of that spirit of maybe mammon that is holding on to you. That you want to release that today." All right, number two. Your business might be an idol. If you find yourself working so much so on your business that you're neglecting some other things like your family, maybe your house is a mess. Maybe your children aren't actually getting any quality time with you and you are pouring so much time into your business that you're neglecting the other things that you are responsible for. This was me. And let me just preface this with this too that you will have seasons of your business where you are putting more time, more energy, more effort. And that's not to say that that's wrong. That's going to happen, especially if you are launching something or if you're revamping something or you're just getting started in something. You know, I always think of the little engine that could. It usually takes a lot more energy to get the thing started than it does to keep it and to maintain it. And so this isn't to say that you're not going to have seasons of your life where you maybe will spend less time with your family. You will put more hours in. You will maybe let the, the s- dishes in the sink get a little bit piled up. What I'm talking about is this excessiveness of it, that essentially all your other responsibilities are falling to the wayside because you're so focused on your business. And oftentimes I know women like me and the women that, I work, that work with me feel like they never have enough time. Here's a solution to one of those thoughts today is that one of the things that I started speaking over myself was that I have more than enough time to do everything God wants me to do today, or I have more than enough time to do all the things that I choose to do today. And that means we have to be good stewards of our time. And so if you're finding yourself working so much on your business that you're neglecting all the other people and things that are actually really important in your life, then there is freedom for you today. Not to feel so tethered and tied to your business, but to find freedom in being able to manage all the things that God knows you are equipped and qualified to manage. Number three, if your first thoughts in the morning and your last thoughts at night are about your business, there's a chance that maybe your business has become an idol. It's like you don't know how to shut it off. Now I will tell you going from corporate to being an entrepreneur, the beauty and the downfall of being an entrepreneur is that you can work your business 24 seven. If you really wanted to near your computer goes with you, you can take it to a coffee shop. You can take it on vacation. We just got back from vacation and I took my computer and I had planned to do a little bit of work there, uh, mainly because I love my work and I still have little kids. And so I knew there'd be some downtime of them just resting and, and whatnot, but we ended up not having great, connection to the internet. And so I basically just said, forget it. There's nothing wrong with being passionate about your business. And especially when God gives you an idea or you feel like you have clarity and you have breakthrough and you're ready to start going and you're like, let's run this race, Lord, you are going to think about your business a lot. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is excessiveness to where it consumes your thoughts so much that you are literally becoming obsessed with your business in a toxic way. I mean, you know, we think about obsessions, like we really, like there's, there is this kind of, of, I mean, I'm obsessed with my business. I love it. I do general, like right now, I love what I do. I also have created boundaries in my life and in my business that I shut it off at a certain time each day so that I can take care of my kids, take care of my house, take care of my health, take care of my whatever that may be. And so you can ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, if this is me then just show me where this does not belong so that I can take this out and have more freedom to enjoy my business and enjoy my life. Number four, does work come before God? Now for me, I don't necessarily mean, and I think there's this, there's this narrative in Christian culture that you have to read your Bible in the morning. God has freed me from that religious mindset. Do I think it's a good time to read the Bible and spend time with the Lord and commune with the Lord? And and yes, absolutely. And personally, it's my preference because it's kind of like the tank that like the gas to my tank and I'm filling up with that. But do I think that God is shaming me if I spend time with him during lunchtime or is he disappointed in me if I'm reading my Bible at night before I go to bed or if I'm just finding a little nook and cranny of my day to spend time with him? No, absolutely not. It's more about the quality of the time that you spend with him and not so much even the quantity, but really the quantity is God wants to do life with us all day long. If you're thinking that you're only spending time with the Lord in that 30 or 60 or whatever that looks like for you minutes of quiet time, you are missing out that God actually is with you when you're going to the bathroom. God is with you in the shower. God is with you when you're going to the grocery store. God is with you when you're changing your baby's diaper, when you're cleaning the dishes. And that's personally been something that the Lord has been working on in my heart. Because sometimes we think that to spend quiet time with the Lord, that we need a cup of coffee, we need worship music, and we need no one to be interrupting us. And for me, that kind of mentality made me start to resent my children when they interrupted me. I'd hear their little feet patter like on the floor in the morning, and I would just roll my eyes and be so frustrated because I thought, well, here it goes. I'm going to be interrupted, and I'm not going to get that quiet time with the Lord. When the Lord started showing me, Heather, I want to meet you on a walk. I want to meet you when you're you're making breakfast for your kids. I want to meet you. I'm with you all the time. Do you recognize my presence? So. When I'm saying that work comes before God, for me, that meant I could work all day long. And my time with God was very limited and a lot of times, not at all. It was almost like God got my seconds and my family got my seconds of of energy and my time and my fun and my, my love and my work and my clients were coming first. Another way God showed this to me in my personal life was like, Heather, you can easily go to the gym for an hour and work out or you can easily scroll social media Uh, for an hour and that time goes by so fast why is it difficult for you to spend 30 minutes with me or an hour with me so work coming before god doesn't necessarily mean that you don't spend time with him in the morning although that could be when god wants to spend time with you for me that helps the most but work comes before god in the sense of you're you're spending so much time on your work and you're spending very little time recognizing that God sees you. He's with you. He loves you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to talk with you. In fact, he wants to talk with you about your business, but can I also say this too? He wants to talk with you about things not of your business. That's a whole other podcast episode. I'm sure I have something uh, that you could listen to before. But I realized in my quiet time in the morning, I was spending it talking to God about my business the whole time. And he's like, hey, I love talking with you about your business. And can we just talk about you being my daughter? Before I wear the title of mom, before I wear the title of wife, before I wear the title of CEO, he's like, I want to talk with you about just you and me and just spend time with me because I love you. So. Does your work come before the Lord? Are you spending all your time working and very little time with the Father? That might be a sign that you have made your business an idol. And in the scripture, God says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt, he says, like he does not want us to have any other gods before him. He doesn't want us to have idols. Why? Because he really is all we need. And from that relationship, we overflow and get everything else that we need All right number five your title or paycheck or accolades they're actually defining you more than what God says about you and really if we could just wrap this up it would be your identity is wrapped up in your business rather than wrapped up in truth friends this was me and it all came crashing down in 2018 I thought that I had everything figured out and God was blessing me so much financially, which just had to mean that he was so proud of me and that he loved me and that he was taking care of me and I was doing good for him. And when I lost my business in 2018, I had a lot of questions for the Lord. God, what did I do wrong? I thought I was making you proud. I was speaking about you on stages. I, I I, thought that I was being a good girl and this was the way that you were blessing me. And God really broke me free of a lot of mindsets about him in that season because I was putting my worth and my value and my identity wrapped up in my title and my paycheck and how what everyone else thought of me. And the problem of that is, If you are built up by people, you will also be broken down by people's words. And I was so built up by what I had been achieving and what other people were saying about me that when their narrative changed and some people chose to say different things about me that were not good and when I lost everything, the narrative changed. My heart had to start questioning, wait a second, am I? am i good does god love me am i was i doing something wrong like all these identity questions of am i worthy am i valued am i oh my gosh maybe this is god punishing me for being bad and so i had to really sit with that and so if you are not strongly rooted in your identity as a child of god outside of what you do this is a warning to you saying hey get rooted in truth. Ask God who he thinks that you are. Ask him to show you. And I have courses on this. In fact, Bloom Academy is one in the Seek First CEO bundle. It's what God walked me through to show me who I am. And I was crying out to him after I lost everything and saying like, God, I only want to do what you want me to do, but like show me what that is. And part of that was he said, yeah, I have big plans for you. And in order for me to share those big plans for you and plant seeds in your heart and in your garden, I want to make sure the soil of your heart is, is healthy so that when I give you that next thing, you do it well. And there's a lot of fruit from it. And that was a beautiful season. It was brutal because God showed me all these things that I was believing And it was beautiful because as I was able to just pull out the weeds of my heart about my identity and God's identity, God was able to put truth in it. And from that is what you're listening to today. And by the way, that's an ongoing process, right? Weeds, weeds grow much faster than flowers and fruit and all the things in a garden. And so this is why we have to be really good at taking our thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ because weeds grow faster than flowers, All right. Number six, your business maybe has become an idol. If you work more to avoid intimacy in your life, let me give you a phrase that a coach of mine a few years ago shared that just rocked my world. And it's something I often feel that I have to share with my clients because they are doing the same thing. Intimacy, busyness is a sign of lack of intimacy, And what I recognized in my life, I was so busy working that I was avoiding intimacy with different people and different things in my life. For example, I was avoiding intimacy with my children. I was avoiding intimacy with my spouse. I was avoiding intimacy with friends and family. I would say, "Hey, I can't come to that event. I have to work this weekend." Or I can't go to that whatever that was. You know what? I or I would go to a family function and I'd take my laptop with me and I'd go and sit in my parents' office and work most of the time. You know, what kind of a sign does that send to your family and your friends? And again, that's not to say that every once in a while you are going to put your business first because you're in a specific season, but I'm talking about doing this often. And you'll know, you'll know if the Lord is like, yep, that's you, baby girl. Let's change that. And so one of the other things that I was avoiding intimacy with was God. Now, that wasn't saying I wasn't spending quiet time and doing my what I used to call the five dollar fill up. I'd read my quick five minute devotional and I'd move on with my day only to find myself, you know, in the day kind of empty because five minutes and sometimes as moms, that's what we get. But I have learned how to meet with the Lord in different areas of my life, like doing dishes, going on a walk, talking with my kids. Um, He doesn't leave us. I think it's us leaving him. And so if you are working to avoid the people in your life and or God, whether that's your community, if you just don't have time for anyone or anything else because your business is constantly sucking up all your time, then there's a good chance that your business has just taken a front seat And God's like, Hey, I've given that to you. Yes, it's a blessing, but let's not put that in the front seat. Okay. Number seven, all your energy and your resources are going to your business. God does give us the ability to produce wealth, but when we make money in our business, do you find yourself only putting your energy and your resources, your financial back into your business? I want to challenge you with this. Where else is God asking you to use the fruit of your business? Maybe it's in donating to um, a a nonprofit, or maybe it's in giving to your church, or maybe it's in blessing someone out in public. I don't know what that looks like, but I know for me, it was so easy. Just every penny I was making, I was putting it back into my business. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In fact, I think there's to put money into your business. I think that's really important. In fact, you should earmark some of your income to go right back into your business. That's how you grow. Those are things I use for like coaching or programs. But if you notice that all of your energy and all of your financial resources are going back into your business, then maybe your business has become too much, just too much. And maybe just maybe God's asking you to sow your energy and or your resources somewhere else so that there's more multiplication of fruit. So, one of the gifts i think of becoming an entrepreneur is stewarding your money well and learning where is god where else is god asking you to sow some seeds in and i believe that the more we are investing in kingdom solutions and other other things we will be blessed you know i think of like i'm not called to be a missionary in a in a third world country but I certainly can donate to somebody who is and think about the ripple effect of that. That's just one example. All right, number eight, all that you read, all that you listen to, all that you're focused on learning about is for your business. Again, this is not to say that reading and learning and growing for your business is wrong, but what I am saying is, is that the only thing you're listening to, you're learning about? Are you so hyper-focused? And I always think of these, these horses with blinders on are you not even aware that there are other things going on in the world outside of your business? Now, for me, one quiet morning, I was spending time with the Lord actually, and the business that I was in at the time, they had these things called three vital, vital behaviors, and one of them was to read personal development for 15 minutes a day. And I remember the Lord meeting me in that moment, saying, "Like, hey, those those vital behaviors of your business actually should they could be vital behaviors of a Christian." You so and I, for me at that time it was Heather. You are spending hours reading books and listening to podcasts and listening to books on tape. When's the last time you have picked up your Bible for more than you know five, 10 minutes in the morning? When's the last time that you've listened to maybe a sermon on a podcast? And this isn't to become all religious, like you can only listen to Christian things, but what I'm saying is there, is, is it off balance? Are you only focused on your business? If so, ask the Lord. Lord, is there something else that you'd like me to read? You know, I noticed that I don't, I didn't really like to read for pleasure and I wasn't really reading anything outside of, now I will say this, there was a season in my life where I was only reading Christian books because I thought that like, maybe I was doing something wrong and God was like, can you please read a business book? Like go ahead. You don't have to only read Christian books. You can read business books. In fact, that's a way for you to learn and to grow and to steward your business better. So it can go both ways, but I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. Number nine, you are closed off to people outside of business. Now, this is something that God showed me about community. And I would say this, I just don't relate to moms that are not entrepreneurial. Now, I said this to a coach uh, and she said, you know, Heather, I wonder how many relationships you're missing out on because you are so closed off to women who you think you don't relate to. I wonder if you were to hang out with those women, what you might find you actually have more in common with. And I sat with that for a little bit and still my thoughts of, I just don't relate to women who are not entrepreneurial. I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I don't want to be a house homemaker. Like that's not, that's never been a goal of mine and that's not really what my whole focus was. And one of my dear best friends, that was her whole goal was to be a stay-at-home mom that didn't sound fun to me and there's a lot of reasons why that's for another episode of all the things that God is unfolding for me and uncovering for me but when I opened myself up to start connecting with and building community outside of entrepreneurship I was pleasantly surprised to find some friends who I actually really needed in my life they were people who grounded me in different ways I don't know if this is necessarily like, oh, your business has become an idol, Um, but I think it's it's something that I wanted to add in here because it has blessed me so much to stretch my community beyond people who are focused on building businesses. Now, that is not to say that most of my friends are entrepreneurial. They really are because we do relate and we do connect and we do have a lot more in common, but I was so closed off to other people, almost like Um, thinking less of them or shaming them because they just didn't have, they weren't built the way that I was built. When God has showed me, hey, they actually aren't built the way that you were built. And that's why the body of Christ is meant to function the way that it is. You serve this part, they serve that part and you can't function without them. And so that is one of the things God has been working on with me in this season is growing my community. I'll probably do another episode about that because it's specifically, I think, really important to have, community and the right community in your life so that you can thrive as an entrepreneur. All right. And the last one, number 10, is that possibly your business is taken a little bit further than you've wanted it to go if your health is struggling because of your work. In 2017, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. I had so much pressure to continue to perform in my business, that my health was taking a toll. My body literally was crying out that it knew I was under so much pressure. Now you may have not have known that and other people didn't know that, but my body knew it. My body knew what was going on and the amount of pressure that it was under the energy that my body was just giving off. My body didn't know what else to do with it. And so my body was fighting itself and I ended up getting an autoimmune disease I was bleeding and I had all these things going on. I was in so much discomfort. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I thought I was dying. And the Lord used that because I thought, man, what's going to happen? I'm going to die and I'm going to leave my kids to my husband. And that, that really caught my attention to think, you know, all this success, but at what cost, if it's costing me my health then it's costing me too much, if your business is costing you your peace. Your business is costing you too much. And I'm not saying that means you quit your business. I'm saying that means you ask the Holy Spirit to show you, hey, what does not belong here? If I am called to this assignment, if God began a good work in me and he wants to complete it, and I am equipped, I'm qualified, I'm chosen, I'm holy, I'm righteous, I am anointed for this assignment, then what is in me that does not belong? What mindsets do I have that don't belong? What strongholds do I have that don't belong? Maybe what generational thoughts and things have I been believing my whole life that actually don't belong, that have created this kind of monster in me to be this driven, ambitious, high-achieving, go-getter person? You can still be ambitious, high achieving and a go-getter without it costing you your health, your peace, your family, your joy, all the things. So if this resonated with you in any way, I want you to know this is not to shame you. And I don't want to get religious on you. I want you to grow in your relationship with the Lord so that he can start showing you and that you're open to him showing you how perhaps this very thing that he's called you to do is robbing you of the very thing he wants to give you. And peace is such a big part of fulfilling your assignment. So if this is you, I want to give you five quick tips of how to flip the script how to go from, man, my business is completely an idol to I am free. I am fully free to chase after Jesus and run after run my race well with him and fulfill the assignment and go for the more. Cause here's the alternative of that. Sometimes we get so afraid of, and this was the woman in my DMS. I was like, Hey, listen, make sure. I love that you're questioning this, but I also want to make sure that the enemy is not robbing you of the more that God wants to give you. Because perhaps you're so afraid of making the business an idol that you're actually settling for less that God's like, no, baby girl, we're running. We're going to the next, the next place. Don't settle for less. You can go for the more while keeping God number one and keeping the main thing, the main thing, still having peace, still making more profit and still having presence with the people and God in your life that you so desire. Number one, you have to recognize which one of these are in your way and, or if the Lord wants to show you something else. Number one, the first step of it is to recognize it. Sometimes we get so stuck in doing and in in survival mode and growth that we lose sight of wait, what's actually going on here. So the number one thing is if the Holy Spirit is just tapping on your heart and saying this, this is you, honey, I want to call you to freedom. Then the first step is to recognize it. So hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Number two, Get honest with yourself and with God, and perhaps it might be with your spouse or a team member or somebody who's attached to your business. Getting honest with them and mainly yourself first to saying, man, I think, I think some things uh, need to change and maybe not even need to change, but I think I want to change some things. I'm choosing to change some things, so get honest about it. And the best way that I think to get honest about it is one, journal it out, and two, talk about it. Talk about it to a trusted source, a mentor, a coach, or a spouse, or somebody. Confessing our sin is actually brings us freedom. The Bible tells us that is When we confess our sins, there's freedom. And so get honest about it. Journal it out. Be honest with the Lord. Write it out. Talk it out. Whatever it looks like for you. Number three is repent. Now, this word used to trigger me. I used to think that repent was this meant that, oh, God caught me in my sin, and I'm a bad girl. And what I have you know, really learned through my relationship with the Lord is that repenting is simply freedom. All that means is to turn away from, we want to, we were headed in one direction and it was going to take us in the wrong place. That one degree off sometimes, not does not have to be this like crazy, you know, you're like I said, you have this statue and you're praying to it and you're worshiping to your laptop. No, it might just mean that you think that the business is a solution to all your problems, financial, emotional. Physical, all the things relational. So, repent, and that simply means to turn away from. And I think that's a really honest conversation that you get to have with the Lord and say, God, I, you know, I'm sorry for putting my business above you. I'm sorry for thinking that my business was Jehovah Jireh. My business is not my provider. My business is not going to heal my relationships or my health or my whatever. I'm sorry for putting my business first above you, above my family that you have given me to steward and to, and to mother. And I'm sorry for putting all my energy and my time and thinking that my identity is wrapped up in what I do rather than whose I am. He would love to have that conversation with you. And not to shame you, but to claim you and say, yes, baby girl, that's what I've been trying to get you to see all along. You are mine. You don't have to strive and stress and struggle. If your business is not fun, then there are some things that you got to figure out. Like what's off here. Number four, seek out some help. Maybe that's from a coach. I'd love to be a resource for you. Maybe that's from a counselor. Maybe that's from a pastor. Maybe it's from a mentor or all of the above. If you realize that there are some things that are so deeply rooted in this that you just can't quite figure it out on your own, seek wise counsel and ask for help. It might just be walking through deliverance or walking through uh, how do I practically do this? Because sometimes we get the idea, but we're not really sure how to. And hopefully this recognizing, getting honest with yourself, like writing it out or talking it out, repenting. I mean, these are the basics of our faith of getting honest with the Lord. He wants to talk with you about it, seeking help for it. And then the last step is to rewire your brain. If you have believed that your business is the solution to your financial problems and you know that that's the wrong thing now after listening to this, well then what's the truth? You get to rewire your brain by putting truth in it and you can start declaring and decreeing and affirming truth. God is the solution to all of my problems. Thank you, father for being the solution to, to my problems. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the vision and the provision for my vision. My provision doesn't come out of my business. My provision comes from the Father. And the Lord has promises to give us the provision for the vision that he gave us. Thank you, Lord, for giving me more than enough time to do everything that is, is required of me today to steward my business and my family and my assignment really well. So whatever thoughts that you've been believing as the Holy Spirit kind of exposes those and says, Hey, that doesn't belong. Take it captive and replace it with truth and then get that new truth on repeat. I hope this blesses you. I hope this brings you freedom today. And I hope this helps you run your race even better. I believe so much of the weight. W-A-I-T, of the blessings in our business come because we are carrying weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, on our shoulders that we're not meant to. And by that, I typically mean mindset, heartset, set, strongholds, traumas, things that we are carrying still that Jesus paid the price for, not just to save us from death, but to bring us into freedom and fullness and life here right now on earth. So let's pray. Father, I thank you. Holy Spirit, I thank you for giving us your spirit of holiness that when we receive you as our Lord and Savior that you come and reside in our hearts. Holy Spirit, I thank you for convicting us of all the good that we actually possess, and that when you show us that, hey, that thing doesn't belong because you are a child of God. You are made in God's image, and those things are not of God. Those mindsets, those heartsets, those strongholds, those things are not of me, and so let's get rid of those today. So, Father, I pray over the woman's ears that are listening to this. Lord, if this is speaking to her, Father, I just pray that she is able to get really honest with you about how she feels. God, we thank you for helping her recognize the lie. We thank you for repentance. Jesus' message was repent for the kingdom is drawing nigh. Come and repent. Repentance is freedom. Lord, I thank you for giving her kingdom truths that she can start walking in the truth that you are her provider, that you are all that she needs to fulfill this assignment. And that any of these lies that she's been believing, Lord, that she releases those to you today, she casts them at the feet of Jesus and she picks up truth for the assignment that you have given her. Lord, I thank you for her anointing and for her calling and for the assignment that the world needs what she has to carry. So whatever weight that she has been carrying, Lord, that's preventing her from walking in the fullness and the blessings that you have for her, Lord, I pray as she releases those today, she is released from the weight and the pressure and the anxiety and the depression. We just say, go now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that she is able to run her race well with you. God, we thank you for co-laboring with us. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.